0: Cult America is a history podcast about what makes America great. I'm Carl Joseph Black, a Brooklyn native born into the cult.
1: And I'm Lisa Charlotte, an Australian migrant who totally bought into it from afar.
0: Each episode, we unpack the American way of life from an outsider's perspective, from the Pledge of Allegiance to American exceptionalism and more.
1: We'll dive into the history and share our personal experiences, along with discussion of some actual cults along the way.
0: Listen to Cult America on a Three Springs media network, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast.
1: This is the Poetry Podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Hattress. It's like mattress with an Ace, but please don't sleep on I me. Mean, you know the vibes.
0: And I am Stony Tony. I quit my job, y'all. As we should. We should. We should clap it up. Cause when people say that, first thing is like, oh damn, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a negative reaction or a head snap back or like Yeah. I've raised the eyebrows, but we should be celebrating when- we- I'm tired of working for the man. I'm
1: going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm I'm living like Tommy from Ryan right now. Like, you know, Tommy ain't got no job. <laughs> Tommy ain't got no- Hatches ain't got no job, yo. I'm just giving y'all energy. I'm out here with no job, just vibes. You heard? <laughs> so, so you're giving us 110% of
0: Hatches here, right
1: here. All of, broadcast. all of me, you heard? But now, nah, on, on a serious note, I, I, I quit my job knowing that I had a little cushion. Cause you know, I have a son. And, you know, I have a family, so it's like I can't just make those, those type of decisions. definitely a tough decision. But it was best for my mental health. It was best for the happiness of my family. And I feel free. And, like, I can give my other creative projects more space and, and like, time and dedication. Because all we need is time, bro. Like, so it's like when you're working for other people, making their corporation millions and millions of dollars, like, you got to take a step back and, and figure out what you're leaving for your family. Yo, hat. What is poetry to you? Poetry to me is creating visuals for all the things I see in my head. Like from the moment I wake up out my bed to the second I lay down, to rest is all about creating. What about you?
0: For me, poetry is liberation. It's the unshackling of chains for you, those before you, and our future generations.
1: Poetry is legacy. The things you leave your seeds so that they can be... Whatever it is they want to be, this is the poetry.
0: So what, like, what was, what was like, what was like? This is this is it moment. You know what I mean? Like I, right, that's enough. Like, cause everybody gets the whole like rat race. Nobody wants to be yeah. confined to something that they're not passionate about. But what was like the I? Right, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. Not like, truthfully.
1: I've I've been done with my job since 2019. I think COVID gave them more time with me because I was able to work from home and stuff like that. But like, I, I was working for a, a Jewish nonprofit that, you know, didn't appreciate the work that I did and kind of like yellow tape me in so that I couldn't really do my job effectively. And I just wasn't with it. So they told me we had to go back into office by July 12th. I slept on this decision because like I went to sleep thinking about putting in my two weeks. I woke up thinking about putting in my two weeks and I was like, all right, this is it, this is time for me to go. I'm out of here. And yeah. that's just what it is. So
0: you we, work for your job, for from what I know, you work in the workforce and the workforce is your, your, yeah your, your ability to, to help others become employees for other places, yeah. which is ironic enough in this conversation. They used, you know, you, we're talking about quitting the system, but yeah. your job was to actually help others.
1: Yeah, right. I, I was, I was. So you had, to coach, you had to coach a lot of these, these. I was these. making them part of the system. That's why I felt crazy. But one of the beautiful things, so I'm a recruiter and um, I've been in that field for about six, seven years so far. So I've built wonderful relationships with employers and then we also with candidates. So I just love interacting with people and like, you know, changing their financial trajectory right like changing their standard of living by getting them a job that they deserve and that they need so i, I just like doing that and so, i do that in my life so
0: did they did did the people you helping look like you of course did the people who you worked for that helped you look look like, these
1: you, people look like you not at all not at all and you know that was that was part of the issue part of the issue was the disconnect between the higher ups and the people on the ground they don't understand the struggles they don't understand and i work for a mental health agency so they were diagnosing people with like schizophrenia and these people were just poor (laughs) and it's like, that's the reality of it, right? Like when I'm having a conversation with these people, it's like, yo, you're just in a, in a low social economic space and it's stressful. And you are having a mental breakdown right now because like, you don't know what you're going to do with your life.
0: Right. So, so something as simple as somebody getting up in the day. You know, being poor, like and not having the time, because that's that's really what it is when you poor is not only do you not have money, but you don't really have the time. Yeah, to, you know, to be who you are and to explore who you are something simple is not like doing your hair in the morning mm-hmm. and coming into work, right? That can be something that would make
1: that's a bad look. That that affects your 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 quality. your brand as an employee, right? Because like when you work with companies, they look at you as an extension of themselves, you represent them, right? So I remember at Workforce, one of the topic of conversation for a while was my professionality. Not because of my speech, not because of my attendance, because I was always there. Not because of me being tardy, because I never was. But my professionality, because I didn't dress in a three-piece suit. And I had two nose rings, and I had a nappy fro, and I was twisting my hair, and all of these things affected how they, and you get scored on this every year. All of these things affected my score. Mind you, I got 3000 people hired at jobs in my time there.
0: Right. Right. And it's, it's crazy because like in a job like mine, you know, working with, with residential care, residential youth, we're taught like cultural competence. You know what I mean? That's that's, that's, that's something that I think every company should definitely explore because to be Exiled out, or to, to be looked at different because of your hair, because mm-hmm. of having certain accessories, but obviously being capable of doing the job, the goddamn job.
1: Not, but to well to the to the rest of the people to the fire cultural competency, right? Can you define that for us? Because a lot of people don't know what that means.
0: So, so to be cultural competent is to understand what you do understand, right, and what you don't understand of one's culture. I think it's important because I think when you speak on someone's culture with the, the inclination that you know what the fuck you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that can come off abrasive and that can hurt someone. So I think it's important to you, you, you talk, you know, you stay in your lane, you know what you're talking mm-hmm. about and you absorb, you know what I mean, information that you take from others. And I think that's important is, is being able to give and take and that and that and that learning.
1: That's a fact. A lot of these organizations have that that white savior complex thing. So they, they come in trying to save without understanding what's happening in these situations, yeah. right? So me, seeing me with two yeah. nose rings and a, a nappy throat and I'm not dressing in three-piece suits, I got khakis on, you know what I mean? I got my sneakers because I'm running around. Right. Yeah, I'm doing the job. I'm doing the right. work, right? In these threes, you're going to take this work. You know I I'm doing <laughs> work and I'm talking to these employers and they love me. So it's like, you can't fire me, right? but you don't like the fact that I'm excelling the way that I look.
0: And this, this is not just in the blue, guys. this is systemic. I mean, this is in schools. This is in sports. Yep. This yep. is, this is all around. So, I mean, with this topic, this poem that we're doing today is called Waves, right? Yeah. So can you kind of channel and segue where this conversation was going? How you came about with Waves? Waves.
1: I think for Waves, I wanted to write a poem. Accepting my blackness in all of its beauty. I think for so long, not for so long, but just in like so many places and so many spaces, we are taught to reject our own blackness and dress it up so it's more appeasable, so it's more digestible for other people. And in this poem, I, w- I was kind of poking at that. It's like, nah, like I am me in every space that I'm in. And especially if I'm doing a damn good job of it, like, shut the fuck up about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to give you 110%, but I'm not going to believe in you anymore if you don't believe that I can do this after I'm proven I can do this because of my hairstyle, right? Like, that's just ignorant. And I think a lot of the professionality politics is ignorant and it is super European based, it's super whitewashed, and it's not for our culture, right? Like even in schools, like you were saying, right? I don't think we're supposed to just sit down at a desk for eight hours of the day, right? Like we don't learn like that, right? We don't we we don't commit things to memory like that, right? So when I go to these classrooms and I see other teachers using different ways of learning for their Black children, for their children of color, they understand it, right? right? Like because like there's mad different ways to learn, right? Like some people don't learn. By just reading a text some people need to actually practice some people need to stand up some people need to exercise right. while they're learning because it, there's different ways of learning so i i'm just attacking the quote unquote like status quo when it comes to professionality and what that looks like right because like all the richest people that i've ever seen don't dress in suits right like,
0: sweatpants sweatpants Your hair's not done
1: so it's like I, I'm just like Yo listen that's, This is a poor mentality dude. We gonna shake this We gonna This stops today Like that's why I wrote that poem
0: Well let's get into it
1: So I was told That I was a wild man Cause see my hair It didn't wave Like the rest of my peers I mean it rippled A little bit But it wasn't like Waves on swim So they hate on him Nah I um. More like it coiled in rebellion. Split at the ends. Laid in a way as if to say beware of crossing and no one ever read the signs. See, when I was in fifth grade, they told me that the brillo on my head is the reason why I'm so hard-headed. As if God himself did not drape me in wool. Did not label me a king. Did not emblem me a lamb. See, can't you see me here? sacrificing myself even knowing that this death will never be a trinity topic even knowing that no one understands the reason why i'm supposed to be here because when i was in high school a girl i like told me she doesn't date nappy-headed niggas as if her father wasn't a nappy-headed nigga. Or her father's father, father wasn't called a nappy headed nigga by the same people who stripped her of her own defiance. Now look at her. Docile and compliant. Hating my blackness the way she is supposed to. Because don't I remind her of everything she wished she wasn't? Don't I just explode pupils at every glance? See, ain't I so hard to look at and even tougher to touch? My reply was, I. See, my mother raised me right. But there I go, resurrecting this spirit after being crucified by my peers. See, don't she know that I be water? Don't she know that I be life? Even when I be quicksand and sinking in a pool of insecurities, can't she see just how tough you have to be to keep going and going and going when everything, including your comb, breaks on you? See, I wonder... If my hair is the part of my blackness, I get to alter. Or while my people glorify waves, as if my ancestors' lifeless cages didn't crash into bodies of water, as if the ocean is not comprised of our tears and her mother choosing a perm or shray comb her natural hair is a cure and not a symptom. See, I wonder, is that what it takes to be human? Is that what it takes to be black? To be tamed, is that what it takes to be accepted? You see, to be accepted is to be recognized by life. But why is it that? To be black is to be conditioned. Hmm. To be told that you are much too wild because even the follicles of your hair break chains. See, freedom, it does not lay down neatly. Freedom does not come limited to shame. Freedom is coarse. To show them that they can't colonize this land without a fight. See, when I was 20, co-workers suggested I should cut my hair because it wasn't exactly appropriate for the workspace. I told her I'm only attempting to be myself. She told me companies don't pay you to be yourself. Master don't have you here to be human. Who told you it was okay to believe you were somebody? Who told you that you could be black without consequence? Didn't you learn from Trayvon about how the hood loves you? Only after you die in it. How tombstones lie more than people do. How I had to use his name just to get a couple snaps from the audience in this poem. See, is that what you want? For me to die in all my blackness. All three-fifths of my entirety as if it ever mattered anyway. Just like black lives don't matter anyway. Just like black deaths don't matter anyway. See, I told her I'm sorry. Because obviously this here is a sight that sore eyes have yet to heal from. And no, I'm not sorry for my aesthetics, for truth be told, I look damn good. I told her I was sorry that she was too blind to recognize gold when she sees it. So no, this poem is not a eulogy for my blackness. This poem... It's an inauguration to my wholeness. And I'd be damned if I ever part waves with myself. For anybody.
0: This is wild. you It's crazy because waves, like I i felt like I was literally shooken up. You know what I mean? I felt like you were taking me under, turning me around and turning. How waves so, take you out into the ocean, to be real. I truly um, like agree. game, and this topic is not something that I could personally resonate with. And I don't want to ever act like I can. But the shit that you were fucking saying speaks to, it speaks personally for yourself, but also collaboratively as a whole. Because you're mentioning she. And you say she, she, she's in high school. I mean, i I mean, you know what I mean? I'm sure you had a couple of she's in high schools. So like yeah. I'm sure there was a couple of she's that yeah. did this. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that this is this is not just a poem to some shorty in high school.
1: Yeah, I wanted to touch on colorism. I wanted to touch on just being a black boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's when I wrote this poem. I was like, yo, I'm going to go through every instance in my life where I felt less than by my own people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I wanted to tap into that feeling so it's like, Everything in this poem is straight facts. Like, it's facts. 100% true. hundred. I've experienced this. Facts. Living testimony.
0: You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. It's 100% yeah. facts. So, for instance, I, I know this is fact. Right? Look at her docile, compliant, hating my blackness the way she's supposed to. Because I don't remind her of who she wish she wasn't. Don't I just explode pupils with every glance? Like, what? So like you're she, a writer, writer. So when she looks at me, when she looks at me, she's like, it's double take. Yeah. And it's for two purposes. It's duality in that. Yeah. Like she's scared. She's probably intimidated. Yeah. Because she sees the, the she sees the goal, though she's blind to. Yeah. But then she's also probably fetishizing, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, like let me touch your head.
1: What I said, oh, don't I have a of everything she wished she wasn't, right? So I I'm I'm talking to my black sisters. I'm talking to because like honestly, I've encountered the most colorism from my darker skinned women. Like, when I was younger. Now, you know, we are awakened and all that good shit. That was cool. But, like, my upbringing was, like, when I was in school, I was black and ugly. I was an African booty stretcher. I was all of this shit, right, from women that look like they could be my sisters, right? So, like, look like we had the same mother, same father, and I'm all of these negative things to you. So it's like, okay, you looking at yourself in my eyes right now. Like, yeah, I mean, these are the things that you are told. So it's like I don't condemn you. Like I get it. I'm choosing a different route. Like you know what I'm saying. I'm still gonna love you, but it's like I get why you feel like that because you looking at yourself in my eyes. Like, don't I remind her of everything she wished she wasn't?
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, Word. and 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 that that is like that plays into the conditionalities, right? Mm-hmm. Like of her bringing, or exactly of the system's upbringing, conditions that we under. And then I mean, can't she see how strong you have to be to keep going? When everything, including your comb, breaks on you. I fuck with there's you. There's not a lot of motherfuckers that can relate to that. I fuck with there's you. There's not a lot of lanes that a lot of people could take to say I've had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if my hair is part of my blackness. I get the altar. While my people glorify ways as if our ancestors' lifeless cages weren't crashed into bodies of water. As if ocean, if the, as if the ocean is not compromised by tears, Yo, what the fuck were you doing to write that, bro? Where were you? <laughs> That's a line that you kind of have to know. Like, I, I was hopping on the BX1 going uptown on the Grand Concourse. Where were you? I mean, I, you know, shout out to the Bronx, but you was in Harlem.
1: I was on 141st between Lennox and 7th, and I was walking up the block. And I was working on this poem. So it's like, I, I've been writing it for... It took me like two days to write this poem. I Got the idea to speak more about the history. Cause I was making it all personal, right? But I was like, you know what? Like, let me tie some history into this since I'm talking about waves. And
0: that that pun is ridiculous. <laughs> to be saying like, yo, my shit <laughs> is spinning it and it'd be like, yo, your, your ancestors also fucking died. You know
1: what I mean? It's like it's like so tragic. It's like it's like a tragic irony that I wanted to encapsulate in it because like Don't get me wrong, because I sound like a hater with this poem, but like, I think waves, like the wave culture is a beautiful culture. Like when you, you know what I mean? Like when you get the silky, when you brushing your shit, you doing a 360 jersey, like, I love it. I love black boys who do that. I love black men who do that. You know what I'm saying? I just want it. You know, I'm a writer. So it's like, I'm going to poke holes in it. So it's like, okay, you want to talk about waves? Well, this is how we got here. Right, right. So it's like, yo, we gotta acknowledge the origins of some of this shit. We gotta acknowledge the reason why you want your shit done up the way that you want your shit done up. You gotta acknowledge why you don't want your shit to be nappy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like all of that, all of that is white supremacy.
0: I mean, come fall, cause it went from crunks, you know what I mean, like to 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 waves, like you know what I mean. So I mean, I feel like that's another thing that the culture is able to do, it's always able to take something. take it. And make it gold. We take it. it. You on the chemistry table. We take,
1: it's ours. Yeah. Mine, give me that. We house that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I love that ability about people of color, bro. Like, because it's like, we've been counting out and, and just, and been monetized, right? Like, in the same token. Forever, right? So it's like, it's only right that we take back what's ours, like reclaiming your power. So in that line, I, I said, as the ocean is not comprised of her tears and her mother choosing a perm or straight comb, her natural hair is a cure and not a, a symptom. symptom. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that you feel the need to even do that, right? Like, that's a problem, right? Like, and you think it's a fix. And it's like, yo, you got this shit backwards. Like you're not really looking at it the way you're supposed to be looking
0: at it. And yeah, and to be black, to be tamed, is that what it takes to be accepted? To be accepted is to be recognized by life. How is that to be black is to be conditional? So that's 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 the line right there. Yeah, it's like we gotta we gotta get away from what we think the world right is is it's it's ten pathways, tenfold path. You feel me? Like with this, it's our, It's how we do it, it's, it's how we express ourselves. And I think it's important to know that your hair is your heart, your, yeah. your hair is your power. And that's spoken about in, in many biblical sense as well.
1: No, you're right. And I, and I want, I want to throw this message out there because it's like, I think I talk to a lot of cre- like people who think they aren't creative and I'm like, yo, you live every day, like your body is your creation, right? right? Like your appearance is, you're creating it every day, right? So I I want, that's another reason why I wrote this poem, because I wanted to let people know that you have the autonomy to create through your appearance, right? So like when I show up with two nose rings and I got starter locks and blah, blah, like I am creating who I want to be
0: every day. Right, like shout out to dudes like Allen Iverson. You feel me? Like to be real, who's left home? It's the, the whole NBA, NBA culture job? like, yo, you know what I'm saying? roles and they half out, and that's the goal. Practice.
1: That's the so. purpose.
0: <laughs> practice. 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 Practice for real, yo. I mean, Stand up. all right. So this is a poem that I know you perform, yeah. and I know you do it because you know you you mentioned it in the line. Like you say, masters don't have to don't have to have you here to be human. Mm-hmm. Who told you it was okay to think you was somebody? Who told you that you could be black without consequence? Mm. Didn't you learn from Trayvon about how the hood loves you only after you die in it? How tombstones lie more than people do? How you have to say his name just to get some snaps from the audience on the point?
1: I ain't gonna lie, that's my favorite breakdown.
0: <laughs> Me too. I'm want to go like, this is, A complex part, right? And in this line, there's a lot of complexity just on its own because it also speaks to how we treat each other as people of color Mm -hmm. and an indigenous folk. You feel me? And it also, I want to ask, like, how much did you practice this shit, bro? Because you, this is finesse. Like, the way you bring us (laughs) these lines is like, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to all devour. You feel me? So speak on two instances, right? Speak on... Speak on the lines, speak on what you mean by Trayvon and the hood and how the hood, you know, you never get that same love that you dish back back out to it. But also speak on how much you had to practice to, to get people to understand that. All
1: right, so I'm going to start with the lines first. So, didn't you learn from Trayvon about how the hood loves you only after you it? Okay. So what I meant by that was, rest in peace to Trayvon. He, he sparked a lot of, I guess, I would say growth when it comes to, like, awareness of what's going on. But that situation alone, right? Like, he died in his hood. Like, he died in his literal hood over his day, right? And the narrative in the streets, in the hood that we live in, is the hood loves you, right? But the hood don't love you until you die. Like, literally. Like, he had to die for people to see his life valuable. That's the craziest thing. Right, like, and, and I think that's that's the that's the most horrible and tragic thing about being in these spaces and with people of color is that like we get it tenfold from every direction. We get it from the ops. We get it from each other. So it's like no matter what lane you in, what section you in, at the end of the day, when you die, like that's when the vigils go up. That's when, oh, he was a good kid comes out. That's when, yeah, you know I mean, that's when everybody wants to say like they knew you, but like while you're here and people can appreciate you and can teach you and can like gather with you, they're not trying to do that. So it's like that shit made me feel some sort of way understanding that this was a good kid, he had a future ahead of him, and he made the news and and it sparked a change by diet. And he could have did way more than that.
0: And, and, it's like, and it's crazy because like him, like we saying him and Trey, and it's just like it's so many,
1: it's so many. That was yeah, and that's and just one person. Man. That's just and one person. You know, George was the Floyd, and so it's like Gardner. I mean, yo, I stopped counting. I stopped keeping track of name. and it sounds horrible, but it's like that's for my own mental health.
0: And it's like desensitization at this point. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. Because it's almost Shit like, damn, it.
1: another one. I,
0: and, that's, and you speak to that here because you say all three, three-fifths of your entirety as if it ever mattered anyway. Just like black lives don't matter anyway, just like black deaths don't matter anyway. Yeah. Come on, man. But to
1: go back to, because I even finished the other lines. So, when I said tombstones, how <laughs> tombstones lie more than people do. Right? So. That's just talking about the mass amount of deaths in the community. So when I say everybody knows that people lie, right? So, like, how tombstones lie more than people do, it's like, yo, there's more deaths than niggas lying out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are dying every fucking day, and no one's talking about it. Right. And we're dying on all ends. And that's, the, and that's another thing, too, because I, I be thinking we, we give law enforcement a bad rep on the low, and I get it. But it's like, yo, I have, I know way more people that were killed by people that look just like them. Um,
0: so, and I'm gonna kind t- of take a like a left turn right here because I think it's important that we mention people of color. We say in, indigenous, but I think the black experience, the black trauma, is unique, and 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 it's and it's unfortunate that it's, that it's this way because, as you said, you your people dying on all ends front, of this, bro. all fronts. Yeah, you know, because within the, line of the Latino community, I know for a fact. Uh, personally speaking, in my family, there's people that are pure racist. Just mm-hmm. off of hair, skin color.
1: You know, but that was conditioning too though, if you want to get of into the deep like you know what I'm saying? Like of course. But, I get
0: that. I, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of misconstrued you know, miscon misconstrued conversations when it comes to speaking about these traumas because they tend to kinda be overlooked and overshadowed by the talk of people of color. Because in the in the in the Chinese community, There's not a lot of Chinese folk that out here straight up killing each other to be straight real. Yeah. You feel me? Like, and that's just how it is. And I could I can go down the list of a lot of different communities. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. I, I, I like, think it, it, nice, it goes not colorism. Like you know, this is this, this bend between racism and colorism, and and seeing someone's aesthetic and seeing someone's appeal and kind of turning them away and shunning them away from from the community because of that shit. And it's fucked up. And
1: colorism is a global issue, bro. So, like, I, I I was telling one of my friends the other day, I was like, "Yo, there's no place in the world I can go where I'm not a nigga." Like, even as an African American, even when I go to Africa, I'm a nigga, bro. I'm gonna keep the stack with you because it's like I am not African, right? Right. So it's like to have that in your mind all the time and to operate within that. That's why I'm slowly trying to break myself out of like and get free from that, right. And, like, detach myself from that because, like, the reality of it is crazy to know that, like, no matter where in the world I go, there is a high probability I could get called a nigga by somebody there. That's crazy. Like, it's not just an American thing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So that's that's part of the reason why I wrote this poem, to, to just just give perspective. I'm big on perspective. Like, I just love to give perspective.
0: I think one of my favorite lines in this whole poem, to be real, is something that it speaks to, like, the more of the power, you know, that that you own in your head and in, in your appeal. And what you bring to the table is, you know, where you say, like, my reply was like, I, right. you know. that I go resurrecting my spirit after being crucified by my peers? Don't she know that I be water? that <laughs> I be life? Even when I be quicksand and sinking the pool, sinking in the pool of my my insecurities, I think that hey, that is wild because I'm a confident ass motherfucker in every step that I take. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Even when I'm slipping, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I'm extremely confident. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know, you know, being side by side with you on this podcast, on the Poetry Podcast. Shout out to the Poetry Podcast. Shout out to the Shout out to Three Three Springs Media. We Let's did. get a little little get a little right, right, right?
1: set the RBR uh,
0: why? I'm a confident motherfucker, <laughs> I know you confident in this yeah. one. Yeah. You know, so in this line, like, what, like, is that what you kind of going towards? It's like, no matter how much you look at me, no matter where I feel, you know what I mean? I'm still on time. I'm still life. I'm still water.
1: Yeah, that's where I was at it. I think people like us, we don't have the luxury of insecurity, right? Because the world is already breaking us down, right? So it's like, if we don't get it from ourselves, from our inner being, from our inner core, we don't have it because we don't have nobody recharging us. Outside, right? So it's like, I go to poetry spots all the time and, and people be like, yo, had, like, the confidence that you have, like, how did you do it? And I was like, yo, I made it to 32. Like, I am still alive. Right. Right? So it's like, at the end of the day, niggas can't tell me shit. Fact. I'm not supposed to be
0: here. <laughs> like, you
1: know what I mean, like, that's how I look at it. So it's like, yo, at the end of the ta- at the end of the day, you got to, even when everyone gets insecure everyone has insecurities but you gotta come to a place where you understand your purpose and what you are doing and who you are and who your demons are right like to to kind of make amends with them and and be okay with them like still work for better but like just be okay with them and then it's like you fuck it i sink too like and i, and I was trying to be vulnerable with that line like right. even when I'm quicksanding, I'm sinking in a pool of insecurities, right? Like, I was showing my vulnerability, like, yo, I'm not all bravado. Like, I'm a person, right? But I can't afford to sink in my
0: insecurities. There is no though, You're 32, you're pops.
1: You're yeah. Your son.
0: yeah. Your son is obviously going to have to endure some of this bullshit that you've had to endure. Of course. Um, That's just the nature And of the your son is handsome dude. I've, I've met him, very energetic, got beautiful hair what's beautiful here, right? Right.
1: So I can't talk about this poem when we are You know what I'm saying? Like, like he he has a different hair texture than I have. So, like, he won't experience those experiences that I have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he won't understand this poem, right? honestly, right? But my job as a father is to make him aware of the others. Like, the other perspective. The other... Lives, the other situations that people go through, right? Because, like, even with him being so handsome and so cute, right? Like, he's not going to experience what I went through in my childhood. One, because I'm not going to let him, because, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going, like, I'm going
0: a- to put them on. I
1: got him. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But two, he's just not set up that way, right? So it's like, he looks different from me. Like, he he's going to experience different struggles than our experience and I'm going to have to learn from him because it's like, I don't even know what that's like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so i like, we got to teach each other. So that's, it's kind of funny when you think about it, knowing that like, yo, I wrote this poem for black boys, but like my son is a black boy that probably won't have to go through none of this shit that I talked about here.
0: Right.
1: Just because of.
0: In many, in many looks. cultures, in many cultures, like long you know, hair and, and, and is is like a connection to your, your roots, to yeah,
1: spirituality.
0: You know, and and, mm-hmm. and your spirituality. You say in this line, right? When I was twenty eight, so you wrote this phone about four years ago.
1: Yeah, I wrote it. I, so I started writing this phone based off that interaction.
0: So you say, like a coworker suggested that I should cut my hair because it wasn't exactly appropriate for the workspace. I told her I'm only attempting to be myself, and her response was. She said companies don't pay you to be yourself.
1: That's a fact. She literally said that. And I love her to death because she told me some real shit. Like I told, I literally just talked to her yesterday. So she came from an older school of recruitment. She came from an older school of professionality. And she was like my big sis at work. I called her my little big sis. Shout out to Jill because I love you to death. Shout out to you.
0: Yo, Jill, thank you for inspiring that ball. She, she's the reason why I wrote this (laughs) phone. Thank you for inspiring Wade. Because it,
1: we had a real honest and brutal relationship. So, like, she would keep it real with me, I would keep it real with her. So, when I was struggling at work one time, like, that's literally what she told me. She's like, companies don't pay you to be yourself. And, like, it wasn't as racist as I kinda tapped into. Right. Like she didn't mean it on it cause she's she's half black, half white, but like she's black. Like you know what I'm saying? She didn't mean it on that. She meant it more on a professionality tip. Right.
0: But the way that
1: you interpreted The people. way I took it yeah. was like, yo, that's crazy. work You know what I'm saying? Like, so companies don't pay you to be yourself. Master don't have you here to be human. Right. Who told you it was okay to believe you was somebody. You feel me? So it's like it was hard for me to to just like I feel like that was good advice for me because like I'm all for like just being yourself in every environment and I think that's where my blessings come from so I can't go against that like I don't care who you are who you how much you're paying me right like I gotta be me
0: you know what I love about the game though the best part of the game now is like fuck you pay me type shit thing now that we've Combination of the internet and a whole bunch of other things, we've kind of taken this source and this power, right, that we have through our head, through and to our, our aesthetics into our own hands. Yeah. How that I get to wake up every morning, you know, and I get to do what I love and I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about some sort of system that's telling me mm-hmm. how to approach my day, what I should and shouldn't wear. I thank God that I get to wake up and go into sweats every day. So I don't have to sweat that. You know, I thank God that I say at least 70 to 80% of the staff, I work with are black, yeah. Latino people. Nah, that's a fact. So right. I think that's important. I think it's important every day to get up and to be able to express yourself in the way that you dress and the way that you don't wear or do wear or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, yo, I, I thank you for this poem a lot. I think it's important. Sure. And I'm sure everyone listening... Has kind of tapped into it.
1: I just want to leave with a message because I feel like we, we talk a lot about creativity and for the people that are listening that are doubting their own creativity, I just want you to know that every day that you wake up, you have the freedom to be resilient. You have the freedom to create who you are. So like just your living, your act of living is a statement, a testimony to creativity. So don't ever think that you can't do something or like you're not creative enough to do shit. Like, no, like you're just your your being is a creative form. And I want you to believe in that. And I love everybody out there listening. I just needed to say that because it's like I've been talking to a lot of people who are telling me like, yo, I don't know how you do what you do. I can never. And it's like, yo, you're doing what I do times 10 just by living. Right, like every decision that you make is creativity.
0: Yeah, this is a personal experience. Yes, yeah. so you I through. just
1: want y'all to know. Well,
0: that. message of the day, y'all don't hate, create. create, create. I think, I think, I think it's important for our listeners to uh, to get an understanding of how you have kind of overcome, you know, defeated one of these conditions that that we're under. Because here in the poem, it speaks back to you as a youth. You know what I mean, going through go this. And one of the bars is, just say it for us, please. But I know you said something along the lines of when you was in fifth grade.
1: Okay. I think I said, because I got to go through the poem. When I was in fifth grade, they told me that the brillo on my head is the reason why I'm so hard-headed. So that speaks to, you know, like as being a, a a black male growing up, dark-skinned or whatever the case may be when you're in school. School is like the the hardest shit, or, right like socially like socially take context. a joke or get yeah a joke like got and and I was a smart kid and I wasn't like necessarily hood so it's like my intellect had to always like fight for me so I was getting all the all the jokes like yo you mad black and ugly night crawler you African booty stretcher and and I'm gonna be honest the only way I made it out of that is because like my household was so fortified and and like my moms used to instill in me, like, yo, you're a king. Like, it's it feels crazy now, but like just understand that you're the smartest little kid that I've ever met in my life. Right. And like it gave me something to aspire to. Like I wanted to read more. I wanted to do more work. I wanted to to make her proud. And and like when you have that booster in your house you don't give a fuck what they say outside, like, because I'm coming home as a young prince. Right. Like, you could talk all this shit about me, cool, whatever the case may be, but, like, my mother loves me, and she shows me, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, I think that shout out to her, because, like, if it wasn't for her to instill that in me to the, for the 15 years that I had her, I would be lost out here, bro. Like, I would be gone with the wind, bro, like, just, whatever, like, as soon as someone says anything about me, my self-esteem just crumbled. But, like, my self-esteem can't crumble because she already instilled it in me. Like, I know who I am. You know what I mean? So, like, that's something that
0: she I, endured. She personally, Exactly,
1: so exactly. kind
0: of, like, laid down the...
1: That's why the follow-up line was as if God himself did not drape me in wool, did not label me a king, did not emblem me a lamb. That's the that's the Jesus. So, so People don't even
0: <laughs> can't even hear that don't oh, even get like hear that. Dream me in wool, lamb wool, lamb wool, lamb. Y'all don't even right. understand it. Right. My mother's name was Mary. Right.
1: I was a son. They never thought she would have. You feel me? So it's like <laughs> that. I I always think like that. Like yo, bro. I, I said it in the last joint when Nas was like, yo. My mother told me you could be Christ. I wasn't old enough to hold my dick and pee right. Jesus, what is he like? Like, I really, truly feel like that sometimes, bro. Right. Like, I don't know if it's an envy. I don't know what it is, bro. But I feel like we all should aspire to live like that.
0: Not even trying to be funny, but trying to be funny. (laughs) I need a meme with Jesus with waves, yeah. For real, that's crazy, right? right? It's Jesus for waves, we're gonna get the cover off. He
1: gonna have a suki, yo. That's funny, yo. So, tall. yes, sir. What's poppin', Brody?
0: What's the word? I'm
1: chilling. Um, you mentioned like, yo, this wasn't your experience, but like, you understand it. Can you talk to us a little bit about like why you would like what? What have you seen? What have you gone through that you that would make you? I understand that perspective.
0: I have a beautiful sister, my hermanita, is what we call her, it's my baby sister. That's an era, yeah, nah, nah. fire, I was about her, to say her name, is, her name is Kiara. Okay. <laughs> <Name> <laughs> um, I love her to death. You know, when we was younger one time, it was wild. You know, my mom's obviously, mom's had to work extra late, so yeah. I got past home typical kind of shit. When we was playing with matches, kind of burned my head. I throw the matches in there, hat and the shit landed in her head. Oh, wow. She set on fire, dumb, quick. Had to run her under the, the Mike day. Jackson City, Living the projects, and you know, like, small sinks. Like, all the projects got small-ass sinks, so I stuffed her under the sink instead of the bathtub, like a dumbass. Anyway, got my ass beat for weeks because I ended up burning my sister's hair. So I love her. Yeah, sure. So I was a part of her trauma over oh,
1: Wow.
0: To start the conversation. That was, like, start. That was, like, six, seven years old. You know Then I How old was she? She's two years younger than me, so she was five.
1: Okay, okay. And
0: then we went to school together, you know, so I was so you people, had to see... People come at me. I had to see not just not just of what I did, but overall, period. About her. And people not, not believing that's my sister because of the way her hair was because of her skin color. Okay. You know what I mean? like. And I had to, I mean, I had to obviously defend that. Yeah. You know what I mean? As an older brother, that's just your role and your right as a response. Yeah. But then getting older, and ironically enough, my sister does hair now. And she's flavored. She's finesse. You know, she's doing like C&B list celebrities and shit like that. So, Kiara Couture, like that's her, her joint. Subtle flex. Her vision and her goal is to empower women with their hair. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, I think that's important. I think a woman should be able to express herself, especially as a black woman with all you have to endure. I think the least shit where should be about how your hair,
1: how your hair is, is presented, right? So that shit is so stupid, bro. Like when you really think about how like a lot of our life is based on a parent. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that?
0: To be real, I wouldn't do my hair if my mother didn't tell me to do it when I was a kid. to me too. Yeah. If so, <laughs> I wakes up and he's like, nah, I'm not doing my hair. Or he don't like comb his hair or something. Like, I'm Bro. like, yo. I don't know whether I should tell him, like, yo, go go back, comb your hair. Or Bro. Because I want him to do it Or because Or because
1: but, they're telling you that Because that's
0: they're what, telling us That's what bro, we're supposed to do Well my son
1: bro Like his hair only gets done When his mother does it Like we be chilling We're still in the In the para- panorama Or whatever right. that shit is right We're still in that shit Right So I'm like yo I'm gonna put you in a stroller I look crazy You look crazy But we love each other We, we going outside <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying, Like I don't care about None of that shit bro Like And he cute So it's like you look crazy And you still cute Like Shout out to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, easy. he got a luxury. I ain't gonna owe you. Yeah, I think
0: it, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's wild that it could be division, like, you know, and us being kind of segregated through things like that. Like, especially just within family, you know what I mean? Like, speaking of my sister, like, she doesn't have a closer relationship with, Mm you know, let's say my grandparents and stuff like mm-hmm. that
1: because, because of her, of, because of her
0: blackness. To be straight fucking forward, straight up. Crazy. You know what I mean? And I love my grandparents, but it's also a teaching moment for them, you know, just this past year.
1: Yeah.
0: In the summer, I have a cousin, Alexa, who looks just like my, my sister, uh-huh. Kiara, which would be God's experience to try to teach my grandfather. Here's your, heard, yeah. here's your granddaughter that looks just like your other granddaughter that you don't pay attention to because she's black. You Know what I mean? Like, all right, now you're gonna to have to deal with this, shit. so it's something that I think I don't know if it will ever kind of die out, but I love what our people have done with it. Mm-hmm. I love what we are now in the corporate world, you know, to see a black man with dreads in a position right. of power. Right. I love to see fucking pink and purple hair, you know, right. not on me, but you know, on others. That's
1: yeah, like, like just do your thing, yeah, yeah, like, whatever it they- is. I think I- it's- Bro, is dope. I love to see Hove. Right. Like when I saw that sorry not sorry video and he had the free forms right. and he in a suit with right? free form right. and you know be worth a Billy. Right. And better? It's Word. like yo, he's lit. Look cat looking like he from the three oh five. You feel me? He's Living. I'm like, yo, that's freedom. That is Word. freedom right there. Where it's like you don't you don't answer to nobody's nothing, bro. It's like I show up as myself. Word. All the time. And it's like I wanna live by that. I wanna I wanna be that freak, bro. Word. It's like yeah, it's hard. It's hard out here, bro. I don't want my son to cut his hair, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I, I want him to decide whether or not he wants to cut his hair. So, like, until he says like Hey, I want to get a haircut," we're not getting a haircut. Like, I'm just going to let his shit rock out. Nah, word. But from what I'm noticing, like, he likes my locks. Like, he just be like tugging at my shit.
0: So hopefully, he'll stick to it. My son loves time. his hair long. That's what he up. loves. His shit long. He he like straight up his his thing is like one, I mean obviously he don't like getting haircuts. A lot of kids don't.
1: No, nah, no. Kids but, really hate haircuts, bro.
0: Yeah. Kids my son will wear pajamas all goddamn long. I fuck with your son, cause I I would too,
1: bro. Good. I wear, I wear the same Nike text every day in the crib. I but, tell him, Y'all Yo, listen. You know, I, as long I, I take showers, but like I'll throw on the same night. I'm not even going outside with these shit. So it's like I'm throwing the same shit on. Bro. As long as you're the boss, they don't even matter.
0: We all are, it don't matter. That's it. But as we do here in the poetry, poetry, we take, we take our poems to a new level. Yeah, I like the, I like the cadence in that. Poetry. 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 It is the poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, you sound gentrified. (laughs) (laughs) Why, because I talk like this. You (laughs) stupid. Oh man, I, I. We've already immersified you guys. We're going to take it a little further in. This is where our production teams get real busy. We spin it. I hope y'all love it. Hey, Black Chow. Be what you can be. Learn what you must learn. Do what you can do. And tomorrow, your nation will be what you want it to be. <laughs>
1: So I was told that I was a wild man. You see, my hair, it didn't wave like the rest of my peers. I mean, it rippled a little bit. But it wasn't like waves on swim, so they hate on him. Nah. More like it coiled in rebellion. Split at the ends. Laid in a way as if to say beware of crossing. And no one ever read the signs. See, when I was in fifth grade, they told me that the brillo on my head is the reason why I'm so hard-headed. As if God himself did not drape me in wool, did not label me a king, did not emblem me a lamb, see, can't you see me here? Sacrificing myself, knowing that this death will never be a trending topic. Even knowing that no one understands the reason why I'm supposed to be here. Because when I was in high school, a girl I like told me she doesn't date nappy headed niggas. As if her father wasn't a nappy headed nigga. Or her father's father's father wasn't called a nappy headed nigga by the same people who stripped her of her own defiance. Now look at her. Docile and compliant. Hating my blackness the way she is supposed to. Because don't I remind her of everything she wished she wasn't? Don't I just explode pupils at every glance? See, ain't I so hard to look at and even tougher to touch? My reply was, I see my mother raised me right. But there I go, resurrecting this spirit after being crucified by my peers. Don't she know? I be water. I be life. Even when I be quicksand and sinking in a pool of insecurities, can't she see just how tough you have to be to keep going and going and going when everything, including your comb, breaks on you? See, I wonder if my hair is the part of my blackness I get the altar. While my people glorify waves as if our ancestors' lifeless cages didn't crash into bodies of water, as if the ocean is not comprised of our tears, and her mother choosing to perm or straight home her natural hair is a cure and not a symptom. See, I wonder is that what it takes to be human? Is that what it takes to be black? to be tamed is that what it takes to be accepted you see to be accepted is to be recognized by life but why is it that to be black is to be conditioned to be told that you are much too wild because even the follicles of your hair break chains see freedom it does not lay down neatly freedom does not come limited to shame see freedom is coarse to show them that they can't colonize this land without a fight but when I was 28 a co-worker suggested I should cut my hair because it wasn't exactly appropriate for the workspace. I told her I'm only attempting to be myself. She told me companies don't pay you to be yourself. massa. don't have you here to be human. Who told you it was okay to believe you were somebody? Who told you that you could be black without consequence? Like, didn't you learn from Trayvon about how the hood loves you? only after you dying how tombstones lie more than people do how I gotta use his name just to get a couple snaps from the audience in this poem see is that what you want for me to die in all my blackness all three fifths of my entirety as if it ever mattered anyway just like black lives don't matter anyway just like black deaths don't matter anyway see I told her I'm sorry Cause obviously this hair is a sight that sore eyes have yet to heal from. And no, I'm not sorry for my studies, cause truth be told, I look damn good. I told her, I'm sorry that she was too blind to recognize gold when she sees it. So no, this poem is not a eulogy for my blackness. This poem is an inauguration to my wholeness. And I'll be damned. If I ever part ways with myself, for anybody.